All right, Drew Dinsick can literally talk about anything with us. The Whale Capper, as you know him, analyst for NBC Sports Edge, co-host of the Deep Dive podcast. I want to start, though, with a little rumor going around that the Jaguars are your favorite bet this weekend against the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, if you're just picking sides, I think there's a lot of good ways to make money this week. Late in the season, it gets tough because these lines are, you know, they're really well informed by a lot of data. Um, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I agree with Ryan. I think actually the best bet you can make is Magic to win the South. Wow, thank you, Drew. There wow. you go. But, uh, but that's that's a that's a discussion for another day. Uh, Five hundred might win that division, by the way. Um, the uh, but no, the best bets realistically on the board this week are probably going to be your advantage teasers. There's a ton, a ton of decent legs where you can take uh, one and a half to two and a half point dogs and take them past three, past seven. Uh, so that's going to be make that's going to make or break my weekend realistically. Um, but if you made me choose one side that I was uh, the most excited about, it's the Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars getting uh, four points over the Dallas Cowboys. My fair price in this one is three. Um, this is not really even shade against the Dallas Cowboys. Like this is Cowboys are a great team. Uh, I think realistically they're probably the second best team in the NFC. Maybe third, depending on uh, health of Jimmy G, of course. But um, you know, it's it's still somewhat limited of an offense. They don't have really any kind of downfield threats in the passing game which means they got to get it all done the hard way um and you know offensive line dealing with a couple of injuries all of a sudden uh defense missing uh, a couple of key players in the secondary so we got a little cluster injury going on back there and they're drawing the jaguars probably at the worst possible time you could play them all season trevor lawrence playing with an unbelievable amount of confidence right now coming off his best game as a pro last week and uh, you know, this may end up being somewhat of a shootout. We're looking at a really high total, at least relative to everything else on the board this late in the season. Um, but uh, the idea that uh, Jacksonville can get their noses in there and either pull off the upset or uh, at least keep this uh, as a field goal game is uh, where my money is at for the weekend. Yeah, I completely agree. That's my favorite bet, too. What do you think about this one, though? Tomorrow, uh, 102 kickoff here, Eastern time. You got the Vikings down to three and a half right now from four, man. Indianapolis. Uh, it hasn't been good. Uh, Jeff Saturday now coaching the team, but Minnesota's given up at least 400 yards in four straight games. Defensively, a little bit of a mess. 47 and a half is the total. What do you got for this one, if anything? Yeah, this is uh, market moving against me. I played a little bit of Vikings this week at four. Uh, now it's three and a half. Not a huge difference, obviously, but uh, I like the, I'll, I'll kind of highlight the Vikings tackle situation is trending uh, to the good. Um, really, you know, the Vikings are their most dynamic selves offensively when they're getting, you know, outstanding protection for Kirk Cousins. Chris, Christian Derrissaw has had uh, just an unbelievable season. He's had, you know, kind of a breakout really, uh, you know, realistically should be considered for the Pro Bowl. And I think think uh, him coming back and Bradbury potentially back here for, uh, you know, for a Minnesota offense uh, sets up well for them to really kind of get right against a Colts team that, yeah, yeah, I don't really know that this coaching staff made the most of the buy. Um, nothing against Jeff Saturday. I think his role and responsibility there is just to kind of help evaluate the talent. What do they have with this roster? What do we do going forward? Um, and on the other hand, I think Minnesota very much needs uh, needs a win, needs to kind of instill a little bit of confidence here for the home stretch. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson is undefendable. Uh, there literally is no way to scheme him out of the game. He's going to get his. Uh, and again, I think with the tackles back and with the running scheme that the Vikings like to uh, to employ, uh, Dalvin Cook should get himself a nice little game here too. So laid it with the Vikings. Not feeling great that the market is against me, but uh, unless that hits three, I'm not really going to be too worried. What do you make of this Zach Wilson news, and how does that change your your handicap at all? I mean, we're, you're looking at a Detroit Lions team with Jared Goff playing some of his best football of his career, but 
he's been doing it in domes and he's been doing it against below average secondaries. And now they go, he goes against probably one of the best secondaries in the NFL, but jets obviously struggling offensively as well. Yeah. I love the way you frame this question because the quarterback position for the jets is the entire decision about whether or not you bet this game, uh, Detroit, almost certainly is in a sell high position after how well they've played lately coming off of five straight wins coming off of a super impressive cover where people were scratching their head why are they favorites really are they that good all the talking points coming out of that game this might be the fourth best team in the nfc you know detroit drinking a little bit of their own kool-aid potentially and you know you look at where detroit has succeeded over the balance of this winning streak and it's come in domes it's come against bad defenses and this is all of a sudden now a very very different environment nasty outdoor conditions december meadowlands is never a place you want to play particularly if you're a quarterback like jared goff who thrives in sort of controlled environments uh and yeah you mentioned it the jets defense i have right now rated top five in the nfl and it's on the strength of their past defense uh now they do take a little bit of a step back with uh, quinn and williams on available for this one he has been playing at an all pro level uh and i think you know they may have some issues containing the run a little bit in this one so and i think you know detroit probably comes into this game looking to try to get it going on the ground so uh you know then the question is win or lose comes down to how does zach wilson perform mike white was very 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 solid I have a lot of affinity for Mike White as a player. He's just, it's an inspirational story to see him kind of come out of nowhere like this and just be able to kind of command the locker room and really kind of, you know, just get the respect of a team that was trending towards playoffs. Uh, And Zach Wilson clearly was the opposite. Like the team basically quit on him based on his comments following the last second loss to the Patriots. And I think uh, looking at uh, inserting him now back into this lineup, it's, it's going to be, a very tough call whether they buy in and play for him and by all accounts he handled the benching well by all accounts he you know went went to the practice squad he worked hard uh, and he may have re-earned sort of the respects of some of the veterans in this in that locker room uh, but honestly if he makes some early mistakes in this one if he's looking shaky at all if he's not owning those mistakes with the guys on the sidelines i can see this turning sideways in a hurry uh and uh for those reasons i stayed away from this one i leaned jets all week i was really hopeful we were going to get mike white in this game that was going to be a great spot to try to sell high on the on the lions but uh, at this point i'm looking at under or passing altogether on this game yeah, Drew, I mean, especially when you have guys in the media saying they'd go to war for Mike White. I'm, I'm waiting for offensive linemen to, like, just step aside on the first play and let Zach Wilson just get a huge take a huge hit just so they can send a message. I've seen it happen in movies. Maybe it'll happen in real life. <laughs> Talking to Drew Ditzik on BetMGM tonight. So a lot of conversation has been made, and rightfully so, about the weather in Buffalo this weekend. Dolphins have lost eight straight games when the kickoff temperature is 40 or below. We know that, you know, two has had to talk about all week. There's snow in Alabama. I went to Maryland this one time, and I practiced in cold weather. <laughs> like, he's just trying to build a resume that isn't there about playing in cold weather. We saw them with heaters in L.A., and it was 55 degrees. How much do you think that will affect Miami in this game, and how are you looking at this game overall, given the predicted conditions in Buffalo? Yeah. Until Miami proves otherwise, that is the my operating assumption that that is the most important factor in this game. We've seen a lot of other teams do the same sort of bluster and nonsense heading into the New England Patriots, who were you know best team in the AFC in the month of December, just you know able to blow doors off offensively uh, when Brady was there with Belichick, obviously in the you know the the twenty two thousands and twenty tens, and the idea that uh, you know that you can prepare yourself for exactly what that environment is going to be like is nonsense in my mind. Now. They may have some way of 
creating an advantage if they look to try to involve Tyreek Hill, for instance, in the running game and, you know, his speed on a surface like that's a little slick uh, and particularly against, uh, uh, you know, a linebacking core that can be beat with speed. Maybe that's what they intend to do and maybe that's success- successful. But the idea that two is going to have anywhere close to, uh, you know, the production we saw from him when this team was winning, I take huge exception to. Uh, I think Buffalo is clearly the side in this one. Surprised that this has come down from seven and a half to seven. Uh, and, you know, the big market move that we saw this week in the middle of the week was coincident with the total coming up from 42 and a half to 44. And it was literally like somebody might have known. It seemed like somebody knew something about the weather, like it was overstated. It wasn't going to be that bad. It has trended way, way worse than we thought earlier in this week. So, the you know, I, I just... I can't see it happening. You know, they, they can prove me wrong. That's fine. Uh, if Miami offense comes out and puts up 24 points, then they're live to win this game, let alone cover a seven-point spread. But, um, you know, they are not playing well right now. A lot of that has to do with the way the teams are scheming against them. And Buffalo, frankly, they invented that type of scheme. Like, what, what you saw San Francisco do to them, what you saw the Chargers do to them, Buffalo did it first to them in week three of this season. Uh, and so it's not like there are any surprises here in terms of the way they want to defend. So, uh, this is is uh, Bills or Pass, and uh, you know, best of luck to the uh, to the Miami crew up in uh, you know up in Lake Effect Snow. Drew, I know we're fa- wow, we're waiting for that final injury report, but what would you make the number? You know, because it kind of surprised me. Tampa Bay three and a half point dogs. I know it was four, you know, earlier against Cincinnati. I just I don't know that Tampa Bay. I know it's been bad. I just don't know that they're seven points better than uh, or Cincinnati seven points better than them at home. So that number just kind of surprised me a little bit. It does, and I think uh, the you know the, the move you saw today made total sense to me. You saw mostly over money come in here. Um, Tampa Bay's offense has been stuck in mud all season, but now they get to go up against a Cincinnati team that's missing their best pass rusher and their best cornerback. So to a degree, if Tampa finds success in this one because Brady's not under pressure and because that, uh, you know, Godwin and Evans are getting loose in the secondary, like I think that's the expectation that the market is pricing in right now here. Um, that said, Tampa Bay's defense, is in deep, deep, deep trouble. Now, no Vita Vea. He's been their most important player on the D-line all season. We know Shaq Barrett's been absent, so they really don't have any way to manifest a pass rush on Joe Burrow. Burrow uh, still has Chase available, even though, uh, you know, Boyd and Higgins unlikely to go here. So I think th- that pairing alone should be able to carve this uh, Tampa Bay defense that's going to be missing uh, their most important safety, potentially missing their most important cornerback. So uh, a lot, you know, most of the injuries that pique my interest in this game are on the defensive side for both of these teams. And I think the fact that the uh, you know that the number has ticked up to forty four and a half on its way to forty five everywhere uh, makes total sense to me. This is over or pass. And uh, what do I make of fair? <laughs> it's very very tough because I have been believing in the Bucks Same. and what we saw from them last week was so atrocious. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is you know it's it's it was uncharacteristic of a Tom Brady team in every way shape and form. And uh, you know you can't. You can't deny the fact that Brady's age has shown this year that he is. It's been more than just the offensive line. It's been more than just he's not on the same page with the wide receivers. His singular performance has not been good, uh, and especially coming off the season we saw from him last year, where he had the most eye-popping statistics of all quarterbacks. It's been strange to see uh, how quickly he's regressed, and uh, you know I would put most of the responsibility on his shoulders. And you know the idea that he's going to turn that around on the fly, you know, turn back the clock, uh, you know, I need to see it to believe it. Drew, what do you make of uh, this Chiefs-Texans game? Because Texans obviously comfortably cover the 17 and a half. 
Chiefs not covering big numbers, 1-5 against the spread in their last six games, but really bad second-half team as well. And then you look at Davis Mills. Davis Mills is kind of a covering machine getting 10 points or more. Yeah, this is an interesting one because, to me at least, the way that you want to attack the Texans first and foremost is to run it down their throats. They have miserable run defensive scheme. Uh, you can push their nose tackle off of football and create gaps in the middle of their line that are just exploitable uh, You know, all, all day long. Uh, they have done nothing to really adjust for that all season. They're just kind of letting it happen. Uh, and against a team like uh you know against a team that has a, a solid run offense that's a problem and it's one-way traffic uh chiefs haven't really shown us that they can uh be that physical even though they have one of the better offensive lines in football um so this to me feels a little bit like a prove-it game for the kansas city rush attack um you know and so i you know i think you're going to get a little bit of depressed pricing across the board on prop player props for the kansas city running backs i'll probably tickle a couple of those overs just because i feel like this is where they you know try to keep your receivers healthy try to keep mahomes from you know Mahomes doesn't need to sling it 40 times in this game. If he's thrown at 40 pass attempts, something terrible has gone on, right? And so I think realistically, this is, uh, you know, Chiefs try to get it done with the, uh, you know, the the backup playbook as opposed to the good plays. Uh, 14 points is an awful lot. We saw the Texans comfortably cover 17 against the Cowboys last week. And, you know, if they cover again, so be it. It's not a good team. Like, the price is fair. They should be mm-hmm. two touchdown dogs to a team like the Chiefs. Um, they, you know, they're employing this dual quarterback thing which when i saw it against the cowboys i was like you know this is not nfl this is not <laughs> yeah, an nfl was, team like what, what are we doing doing? jeff driscoll running yeah. the option. i was yeah. probably, probably not their like, best uh, what is going on 2022. Yeah. all right he's drew dinsick yes. whale capper analyst for nbc sports edge also the co-host the deep dive podcast always good thanks, talking thanks for coming on man thanks man yeah best luck this weekend guys